Welcome to the Healthy You Gatherings podcast. We are told in John 16, that we will have troubles, and Jesus confirms that by saying, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Healthy You Gatherings allows us to come together and explore complex and difficult topics. Find benefit in learning from the one who's overcome the world, who understands that a biblical perspective will help us find peace amidst life's everyday issues. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another podcast uh, for Healthy You Gatherings. And today's message is about mental health. And uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And our hug gathering and this podcast is entitled Living Your Life Well. Um, You have a PowerPoint presentation that goes along with this. So you'll hear me say uh, which um, slide we're on so that you can stay with me. And um, this podcast, this hug gathering really came out of um, just people in general struggling with mental health and um, sometimes not being aware of maybe what resources are available or how to be proactive in uh, maybe helping themselves. And I think uh, the stigma around mental health is still pretty uh, intense and people have a tendency not to reach out and say, hey, I'm struggling. And I think uh, we want to, as a church specifically and as a department with care, uh, we want to embrace that and say, hey, take that step and let's, uh, let's journey together and see if we can get some, um, some help. Because obviously our help is coming from God, but also it's going to come from each other uh, as God directs us. And we're also going to be talking about some resources that could be of help to you. So what do we hope to learn today? And this is slide two. We have several things. One is we want to have a working definition of mental health. Other people may use different ones, but for our study, we're going to have a working definition that we use. We're also going to recognize the categories of mental health, uh, the different areas that go into impacting our mental health. Uh, We're also going to identify some practices for uh, healthy well-being, and then we will develop and implement a plan for uh, healthy well-being. The next slide says, what is mental health? Oxford says it's a person's condition with regard to their psychological and their emotional well-being. And while that's a good working definition, I think uh, I added some things to that that I think will help us in our uh, podcast today. And so uh, I added uh, a person's condition in regard to their physical, their social, their cognitive, their emotional, and their spiritual well-being. And that may sound like a lot. That may sound like a mouthful. But when you really look at how your mental well-being is... You could probably look at all of those areas and say, there are some areas I do better in than others. Uh, They're all interconnected, uh, obviously. When you feel good physically, you usually have a better social mental well-being, and you also feel better emotionally. When you are struggling with your spirituality, sometimes your emotional and your physical well-being take a toll. And so what we want to do is... 
We want to look at a balanced approach to our mental health and how do we take these five areas and live well. Uh, if you go to the next slide, you'll see it says God's guidance. And in 3 John 2, it says, Dear friend, I pray that you enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul, and I put in parentheses, mind, will, and emotions, is getting along well. So even John is saying, hey, I want you to have good health, but I also want to make sure that you understand that your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions are connected to that. And so he's saying, I want you to enjoy that. So that's really, I think, important for us to realize as uh, believers, those that are pursuing a relationship with God and you have one, that this is something that we would need to pray over ourselves and over others. And that it's something that God obviously values because it's, it's here in his word. Your next slide says, what influences mental health? And again, this is one way of looking at it. You have a physical domain, you have a social domain, and you have a psychological domain. And when those, wherever those three areas, those three domains are intersecting, that is where your mental health and your mental well-being comes into play. And so if I'm out of balance in my physical or my social or my psychological then my well-being is going to be impacted. It, it doesn't mean it's critical, but it's always good to take an assessment of where you feel like you are in those areas and be able to take some practical steps. So we're going to look at each of those. Well, what the next slide is, what influences mental health? And so the first one is, is our physical field. So I put three things in there, my biological functioning, my overall physical health, and the status of my physical surroundings. So the first one is the biological functioning. And that's really is, is how is everything on the inside of me working? Uh, if you've ever been sick, um, you're down with a cold, you're down with a physical ailment like um, maybe a broken leg or a broken arm, you know, something severe like that. Um, or even as we enter into the end of spring and the beginning of summer, you may be struggling with allergies, uh, sinus issues. Um, those things will impact your mental health because you won't feel as good as you normally do. But also if you're dealing with a chronic illness, your biological functioning is going to suffer. And so we need to take a look at those things. And that's why, again, getting a physical from a doctor is important uh, and, and taking some steps to increase your, your biological functioning. Also, just your overall physical health. Um, you know, how are you doing in your physical health? And sometimes people don't want to address this because they feel like this is a weakness in their area. Everybody doesn't have to be a triathlete. You don't have to run marathons. But are you getting outside and, and are you walking? Are you drinking water? Those things we know to, that we can do that will help us. Um, and even if you look at your physical health and you're like, ah, I feel like I'm overweight or I feel like I'm uh, not doing well and I'm sluggish, you know, because my biological functioning is, is kind of low as well. Just take an honest assessment of it and and realize that may be impacting my mental health. I know when I feel down in my body, 
I don't really feel good in the other areas of my life. My mental health kind of goes down. And, and if I'm dealing with something that's chronic, uh, that can certainly be an impact on how I'm viewing every other area of my life. So we want to take a look at those areas and then also the status of my physical surroundings. Why is that important? A lot of research says that your physical surroundings are an indication of what's happening on the inside. So if I have a lot of chaos on the inside, I'm probably going to have a lot of chaos in my physical surroundings. So taking a look at my office, taking a look at my bedroom, taking a look at my living room, taking a look at my office, maybe my car, just take a look at that and make an assessment of it. Um, you know, we all go through periods where maybe the laundry doesn't get, um, uh, folded and put up in a timely manner. Um, and there's no shame in that. Sometimes it just takes a little while for it to uh, make its way to uh, its final destination in, in our drawers or in our closets. But, you know, if my physical surroundings are cramped and they're really um, invasive to me, that may be a sign that there's some things going on on the inside. Plus, it restricts you a little bit if there's a lot of um, clutter. And different people will say different things. Like I know a lot of people will say, well, it's messy, but it's organized. Other people will say, no, it's just messy and I've got to clean it up. And so I think if we take that mindset into our mental health and realize, hey, this is going to help my mental health, um, we may actually, uh, by changing our physical surroundings, we're going to end up changing our mental health a little bit. So your next slide deals with your social field, and there's three areas there. One is interpersonal functioning, second one is health of relationships, and the third is the rhythm of personal interactions. And what I mean by interpersonal functioning is, is how do you have relationships with folks? Um, do you have uh, healthy relationships? Or are they unhealthy? Are they restricted? Are they free? Um, and sometimes it's very different depending on who the relationship is with. Uh, but you want to take a look at, you know, am I in codependency? You know, am I always the one who um, calls and makes plans for people? Am I always the one that calls? Um, or am I the other person? I'm the one that it kind of avoids. You know, what does, how is that functioning in your life? And it's, it's close to the health of your relationships as well. Um, I often say, you know, who, do you have a 2 a.m. friend? Do you have the person that you can call at 2 o'clock in the morning and say, uh, I need some help, and that person would be the one that would help you. The rhythm of your interactions is also important, too. Um, you know, sometimes it's I haven't seen my friends in a while, and we get together and we have a good time, and then we don't see or talk to each other for a couple of weeks, and then we get back connected. Uh, that's fine. It doesn't have to, uh, this rhythm doesn't necessarily have to be what everyone else is doing. Um, you know, I have one friend who lives out of state, and he and I may not talk to each other for months. But then we get on the phone because we've known each other for going on 35 years. We have no problem connecting. Other people, the rhythm is weekly. Uh, the rhythm is monthly. And the health of that is good because we share with one another. We pray for one another. Um, we don't put on masks and make it look like everything's okay. But we're very honest with each other. And there are different levels of these friendships, uh, of these social fields. Not everybody can be in your inner circle. Um, but you have to have 
close friends, close relationships where you feel loved and you can express love to somebody else. Uh, the mental field is your next slide. Three things I want to talk about here. One is your cognitive emotional functioning. Uh, also your left right brain balance and then lingering issues and how they're negotiated. So that cognitive emotional functioning is this idea that your thoughts and your emotions go hand in hand. And so a lot of times people will talk about their emotions, the emotional side, but they don't talk about their cognitive side, which is their thoughts. And here's what I would suggest to you is that your emotions are heavily influenced by your thoughts. And so the next time you're like, well, you know, I'm feeling down. What were you thinking about before that? If you were thinking about something that was negative or you were worried about, you very well could be causing yourself to be uh, emotionally down. And if you want to try that, you could. You could think of sad things in your life and see if uh, the emotions follow, because I, I think they will. But sometimes it's so subtle that we're not even sure uh, that our thoughts were a part of it. But your thoughts will precede your emotions. So keep that in mind. How are, how are my thoughts and my emotions connecting? And one thing that you can do is you can ask yourself, what am I feeling and why am I feeling that way? Uh, and that is both your emotions and your thoughts. Uh, the other part is the left-right brain balance. And uh, this is actually going to be next month's um, Healthy You Gathering, which is going to be on Sunday, June 4th. And that's just the idea that one side of your brain is very logical, uh, very thoughtful, very rational. The other side is a little more creative, a little bit more emotional. So again, what does that balance look like? If I'm if I'm highly rational, but I'm not really in touch with my emotions, that could be an issue. Uh, I've known people who have, uh, because of how they grew up and the message that they received, it was just, hey, don't talk about how you feel or emotions are bad. And then after 30, 40 years, they you know, literally have a breakdown because they have so much of that built up that it all comes out. And they're not really sure what to do with it. And it feels like a weakness to have emotion. On the other side... If you're not really thinking and you're not using uh, that left side of your brain, you're only using the, the side that is emotional, then you might be making spontaneous decisions and you may be allowing your feelings and your emotions to dictate your decisions. Um, we want to acknowledge emotions. We want to acknowledge feelings, but we don't want that to be the totality of who we are. And so, again, we'll talk about that next month in the hug. But getting those that balance between the left and the right is uh, is very important. And then lastly, lingering issues and how they're negotiated. Some of us have things that we have not dealt with, and they are still impacting us. Some are beyond our control, uh, but other things we have not processed through it. And so, again, talking to a counselor, talking to a pastor, talking to a mentor, uh, obviously praying about it, going to God with it, those things that are lingering uh, in us and around us can cause our mental field to not function well. And so if you find yourself in that place where there's something that just hasn't been dealt with, uh, I just encourage you, um, you know, the, the care number will be at the at the end. You can email us as well to get in touch with us to uh, process through that so that you can kind of free up some space in your mind and, and fill it with some things that are going to help you uh, live your life well. Uh, 
The next slide is your spiritual field. And again, this is your spiritual functioning, your quality time spent with God, and your outward expression of the relationship with God. And this is uh, really in line with uh, the message series that we're hearing now of Love God, Love People. Uh, your spiritual functioning is, you know, you could also say your rhythm. What does your rhythm look like? You know, what does your quiet time with God look like? What does um, your reading of the Bible and devotions look like? What is time spent with small group, with uh, a mentor, with uh, church? In general, how are you functioning on a, on a spiritual level with God? And, and looking at the quality time. You know, I'm I'm all for uh, devotions. I'm all for, you know, a one-page devotion, reading it, and there being a question for you to think about. But, like, when we're told to pray without ceasing and we say, well, that's impossible, um, what does that quality time look like? You know, do you set aside time where it's just you and God? There's no phone and there's no disturbing, and it's just allowing God to speak to you and you really from your heart of hearts being able to speak with Him. One thing I think is very valuable in quality time is to start with gratitude. If you're like, well, I don't really pray much and I don't feel like my prayers hit the roof, just start with gratitude. Just say, God, I, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you that I'm breathing. I thank you for... Uh, the good things in my life. And it's amazing how when you start to pray those things back to him, your quality time seems to go up. And so that's a that's an easy way to do that. And then your outward expression. You know, how are you treating other people? Um, you know, are you serving other people? Are, are you looking for ways to bless other people? Um, are you an encourager? You know, understanding your gifts that God has given you and how you can use that to glorify the church, glorify God, and help other people. And so that is a big part of living your life well when you're talking about your spiritual field. Your next slide is just a, a scripture there uh, from Galatians 6, 7. It says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. And so if you don't like what you're reaping, and this is something that, you know, we're going to encourage people to do after today, then then sow something differently. The struggle I see that people have a lot of times is they don't like what they're reaping and so then they do start to sow something different. But when they don't see a different reaping, they stop sowing. And so what we need to realize is, is that this is a principle that God says, hey, I want you to realize I, I can't be mocked in this. If you are sowing good things, good things are going, you're going to reap them. Now, in what way and how long it takes, we don't know. And that's why we want to get into good habits and, in fact, uh, our hug from March was talking about uh, motivation and, and procrastination and how to develop good habits. And so you may want to uh, listen to that if that is something that um, would help you with uh, uh, implementing uh, Galatians 6, 7. And then just realizing that God is for you. Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty. 28, 30, I chose the message version and basically it says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? You know, wherever you may be today, if you think, well, my mental health isn't the greatest. Jesus says, come to me. And he says this. He says, get away with me 
and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I love that. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. There's a lot in there, and you could look over that and meditate on that, but I think the, the whole part of that is admitting that you're tired or worn out or burned out, and then coming to him. Because he says, if you'll do that, I will show you how to rest and you'll learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Don't you just love that that wording? It's unforced. And there's a rhythm. When you get in a good rhythm, uh, that's great for your mental health. So that's a great promise from God. So how do I improve my mental health? Uh, The next slide says four words. Evaluate, choose, implement, and practice. So when I evaluate, again, here's another scripture, uh, Galatians 6, 4, and 5. He says, pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. So there's an evaluation going on in there. And in this case, it's talking about the work, about the work you do. But as you're paying attention to your mental health, evaluate it and just be honest, you know, be honest with where you are in that moment. Because if if you're down, it's okay to say that you're down. If you're up, that's great. Hallelujah. You know, if there's an area where you're like, you know, I could I could improve on that. If you want to do a scale of one to ten, you know, what's my physical well-being? What's my mental well-being? What's my spiritual well-being? And, and realize that they're not all going to be tens, and that's okay. So I think if we take an honest evaluation of where we are, then, then we, can, uh, we can grow. Um, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty eight. this is talking about um, when we take the Lord's Supper. It says, everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. So we are told to, hey, examine yourself, evaluate yourself. Uh, and what's great is that God, even if the evaluation is low, it's okay because God still loves us. He doesn't leave or forsake us, right? And if you're like, well, I'm having a hard time evaluating myself. Psalm 139.23 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. So you can ask God to also examine you, Right. And here's the next slide, Psalm 119.59. I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. So a lot of times the motivation, and you see this a lot like on social media where these people lose like hundreds of pounds. They had to consider their ways. They had to honestly look in the um, mirror and say, this is not where I want to be. And so then then the change takes place, Right. After you evaluate, then you choose. What, what is an area that I'm going to work on? My encouragement to you is not to pick all the areas, but start with one. Um, Deuteronomy 30:19 says, uh, this is your next slide, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. So we know that we have the ability to choose. We have the freedom to choose. 
the next slide is Joshua 24, 15, and it says, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So again, there's another example of choosing. So choose one of those areas, right? One of the areas that we talked about earlier and say, okay, how am I going to... Um, start this process. And that's the implementation process. And this could be where you actually get some help from somebody else. And you begin to say, okay, let me talk to somebody that's a little bit further down the line from me. And again, the information for the care ministries at the end of this, you can reach out to us and we'd be happy to walk with you through that. Um, and, and you start the process very slow. So let's say it's physical. Um, Okay, set a a goal of 10 minutes of walking four days a week. You know, you start the process. Um, I'm going to eat salad uh, one meal a day. Uh, I'm going to cut down from three cups of coffee to two cups of coffee. Uh, I'm going to have a devotion and I'm going to do it in the morning and I'm going to do it for 10 minutes. I'm going to pick this one out and I'm going to read it. One thing that I find that's very helpful in these, this implementation stage is to find a buddy. If you want to call an accountability partner, you can, but to find somebody who will walk with you through it. It's not their job to necessarily do it for you, but there's something about having that person who will call you and say, how did it go today? Not because they're trying to shame you because you didn't, but because they're saying, hey, I remember that this was something you said was important to you. If you have those people praying for you as well, then you're already hitting a spiritual mental well-being. Uh, let's say you're saying, hey, I'm going to um, you know, walk 10 minutes four times a week. And you pick Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. You know, that person checking in with you on Thursday, hey, how's it going this week? Right? How can I encourage you? How can I help you? How can I pray for you? So that as you are doing this implementation piece, and as you are going through the the getting ready to do the things that you want to do that are going to help your mental health, um you are actually increasing your chances that it's going to be successful because you do get to a place where you actually have to practice it. But the implementation is so important because it's got to be something that you believe in and something that you want to do. You know, it's very funny when you look at motivation. Um, External motivation only works for so long. Um, If I'm afraid I'm going to get in trouble, I may not do a behavior And a lot of times people come to God that way. They think, well, God's mad at me and he's angry, so I'm going to come to church and I'm going to serve and I'm going to give and I'm going to tithe and all these things. But they're not free. You know, it says where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So, you know, ask God, God, what what is something that I believe that I can do? And, And maybe, again, as you talk to some mentors and friends and you start to put this implementation piece together, you may be surprised at how other people see you and that you may be able to do more than you think. What we find is, is if you try to do too many things and too big of a jump, then 
we get discouraged. But if we can do a little and say, you know what, I'm going to focus on the present, I'm going to focus on one area, and I'm going to start to implement it and realize you may have to tweak it, right, after you start practicing it. But think of it this way. You're actually making a promise to yourself. You're not doing it to get the applause of man. You're not doing it to have God be proud of you because God loves you as much as he's going to love you. He's not going to love you more or less because uh, you lose weight or because uh, you become more social and you have healthier relationships or because you read the Bible more. Uh, his love for you is is where it's going to be for eternity. And so that's great to know that, okay, God's in my corner. He loves me. He's for me. But what I find is that when people put these implementations in place, if they really believe it, then really what begins to happen is that person who is in your corner just really gets to celebrate with you. Um, you know, I'm very proud of uh, people who take those steps because it's really easier not to take the steps. You're still going to deal with the consequences of not doing it. But I would rather be taking a chance and trying it. And then maybe as I get to this point of practicing it, I may have to tweak it a little bit. Um, and I have set goals in my life and, and the implementation, and it may have been too easy and I had to, I had to up it a little bit. Sometimes it's too much and I have to maybe take a, a step back. But you want it, as we talked about with Jesus in, in Matthew 11, 20 through 30, we want to get into the unforced rhythms of grace. We want to get into this rhythm where we're like, this becomes a part of me. Care Ministries did a podcast series several years ago about New Year's resolutions, and we called it revolution instead of resolution. And what we found was that people who make New Year's resolutions generally make very big resolutions, and after a month or two, they fall off. Whereas if we're looking for the small incremental steps, then what you find is that you'll stick with it. And so if you were 5% healthier... Uh, in your mental health, 5% healthier in your physical health, 5% better in your spiritual health, you would probably want to continue because you get to see the results of it. You are eating the fruit thereof. So I just encourage you as we come to the close of our podcast and as we come to the close of, of May uh, and we're dealing with Mental Health Awareness Month, that uh, living your life well is not out of reach. And if you're listening to this, then I believe that you have already taken a step. And so I encourage you to look over the PowerPoint, look over the scriptures, meditate on what we've talked about today and say, OK, I'm going to take that one step. And um, we would love to walk with you uh, if you feel like you need community and you need some um a buddy, some accountability, that kind of stuff. And so um, appreciate you being here today. appreciate you uh, listening. And I want to pray for you and bless you as we uh, end our time here today. God, thank you for uh, just you. Thank you for your word. Uh, thank you for your spirit. And Lord, as we have talked about our mental health and being aware of that and living our life well, God, I just pray that for every person that's listening to this, that you would tangibly let them know that you want them to live a life that is well. And God, I pray that you will show them their next step, that you'll show them 
where you are leading them and that they will take those that step accordingly. And Lord, that they will be on the path uh, that becomes straight instead of crooked. And Jesus, we, we always thank you uh, for your sacrifice uh, on the cross so that we can have access to the Father and we can have access to his spirit. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you and uh, have a great day. Thanks again for listening to the Care Ministries podcast from Brookwood Church. If you'd like more information about today's topic or you need support, you can call us at 864-688-8355. You can also learn more about Care Ministries by visiting www.brookwoodchurch.org care. And make sure to check out all of our upcoming events and support groups on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash brookwoodcare. We'd love to be an encouragement to you as we walk together in a healing relationship.